I brought some Ashbeck water. Bottled at source, apparently. Nice, you fucking deviant. Easy, easy to bottle water at source when it's coming from a tap, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, pretty simple. Do you uh, go still or sparkling, or half and half? Um, half and half. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to episode 52 of the Long Snapper podcast with some British American football ex-players and fans taking a look back over this week in the NFL and fantasy football. Um, I'm joined this week by Doug, uh, a Chiefs fan still angry about pretty much everything other than the Chiefs at the moment, which is interesting. And Adam, a pretty worried Titans fan after the events on Sunday. And uh, me, I'm Mark. I'm a fat Bills fan who's just desperately trying not to get his hopes up. Fellas, how are you doing this week? <laughs> I'm all good. Very mate. good. I, Very as, good. I, as you guys know, I've literally just stepped into my my recording booth as <laughs> straight from the rugby pitch, so I'm a little bit tired in it. Nice. Um, so look, um, this week, as usual, we're going to have a review of some of the talking points of week four in the NFL. We'll chuck in some of our famous one-sentence previews putting a bit of a nod to the world of fancy football and in particular the long snapper podcast league and then the usual ranting and any and any other business and i think that'll about do us for this week um if you want to get some more of this and let's face it why wouldn't you then you can join us on twitter and that's been pretty fun lately which i think we'll come on to a bit later on with some fun about game pass um find us on at long snap pod don't bother with facebook uh, we're also we've got a website, interestingly enough, now which is www.longsnapperpodcast.wordpress.com, and catchy. you can find us on it's catchy, yeah. <laughs> and you can find us <laughs> on SoundCloud and iTunes, and don't forget to download and leave one of those lovely reviews that we've all come to love. Um, now, Adam, usually we kick off the show with a quiz, but in a break from tradition, we're going to throw in here instead, I believe, an interview that you had after the not-to-be-ever-mentioned-again London game uh, with friend of the show, Jake Viney. Um, listeners, I want you to have a listen to this, and I want you to decide for yourself, and stick it on Twitter, how many pints you reckon Adam had had by the time he recorded this video. <laughs> okay, this is completely off the cuff, but I'm here with Viney. Hello, Adam. Um, hello. And um, We're outside Bloomsbury Lanes where we're watching. We're at the Gridiron Party after... Pretty terrible. Yeah. It was a it was a good first quarter, but the the rest of the game, nah, not a lot happened really. Drew Brees. It was it was mainly a flag fest from Ed Hockley. A... Ed Hockley <laughs> with his massive guns loves a flag, um, and that's pretty much how it went. I just thought we'd do a really quick, like small version of the pod. So we'll start with a quiz. <laughs> um, and there's a very mini version of a quiz. Um, what you've got to do, Viney, yeah. is you've got a name, and I'm going to go back to probably your favourite ever game, which would be which would be what? What would be your favourite ever game? Favourite ever game? Um, God, it'd probably be the Steelers in the Super Bowl against the Cardinals, I suppose. In Super Bowl 43? Yeah, yeah, that would be the one. That game. Okay. <laughs> All you've got to do is name the three touchdown scorers for the Steelers oh, in that game okay um, so you got James Harrison scored the uh, was it the interception return for 99 yards he did um, correct San Antonio Holmes with a winning touchdown I'm sure but that's pretty memorable also correct could you name the third though third touchdown scorer 
Mm. Right, that is a tough one. Um, can you give me a hint on position at all? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> oh. Wow. I have absolutely no idea. Um, I'd have to say someone like Willie Parker. Okay, well, you've got the right position, but it's the wrong guy. Uh, so, do you want to have another go? Rashad Mendenhall? No, it was Gary Russell. Does no, anyone remember him? I would never have got that. <laughs> Could have given me a year, and I would never have got that at all. <laughs> Fair enough. I can't argue with that. Um, to podcast matters, fantasy, and... Well, we should talk about the long snapper league. Um, and as as I'm doing this intro, Viney's opening his phone and looking at the uh, um, his current matchup. 65-23 up over the Marshawn Lynch's mob, is it? Uh, Marshawn, Marshawn Lynch's motorbike gang. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, um, yeah my projected score is that I'm going to win. I'm not holding my breath at the moment. Uh, still got quite a few players to play on both sides. Um, but yeah, I'd like to think that I can go 4-0 um, and in a good position. He's pretty bullish. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, based on having played with Viney in an auction league last year, which is still going on this year, um, let's just say he didn't have the best luck. And it, it, it did seem as though when we drafted the Long Snapper League that he didn't have the best luck in this one. But... You're about to go 4-0. Oh. Um, blow your own trumpet. Well, I picked up Zeke in the first round. Um, I, forgot, <laughs> I forgot that he was probably going to be suspended. And turns out he's not suspended. So it was an inspired pick, some would say. Um, and apart from that, it's, it's going pretty well. I can't, can't really complain, to be honest. Fair enough. And <laughs> I think he deserves it. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Um... I'm in a strange mood myself because, let's face it, the NFL that's going on currently, um, Vidy's relaxed because the Steelers are easily beating the Ravens. Although the Ravens have just got a touchdown, I think. But they shouldn't be too concerned. The Titans, however, are way down against the Texans. But forget that. Mariota looks like he's picked up an injury. I hope this isn't going to amount to too much. Um, so let's move on to any other business. So take it away Viney so uh, I know that a few people on the podcast have moaned about Baffer before uh, my team the Somerset Wyverns we <clears throat> we're currently in our affiliation year so that means we have to play five games to get into the league next year uh, we played our fifth game two weeks ago and it appears that the Berkshire Renegades that we played had a few ringers playing from Portsmouth now we won the game um, the result doesn't really matter too much, but Baffer are now saying that because Berkshire had ringers playing, the game is void and doesn't count, which leaves us in a very hard situation to get another game in before the deadline of the season starting next year and getting into the league. So Baffer, once again, uh, making it difficult for more people in the UK to play American football, which I find really frustrating and it means they're the ones going to be missing out on, on the money, to be honest. Well, quite. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's hard to argue with any of that. It's hard to argue that you shouldn't be annoyed. <laughs> that, that, yeah. that sounds like ridiculous treatment, <laughs> especially when it's the other team that yeah, like, should the, deserve to be penalised. The whole idea of the affiliation games is to show that we can run a home game and field enough players, 
uh, have the off-field off staff there, which we did completely. So it's, and the BAFA um, officials that came down to the game, they were impressed with everything, they, everything they saw, saw that we ran the game completely as you're supposed to. And it's the people that either sit in the office or don't have any control or see anything actually of the game that are making the decisions that are affecting teams that are trying to get into the league. And it's, it's completely baffling, really. It's crazy. What I think it would be a good thing to do is to stick this in the pod and let, and let Dougie have a response to this because I know, <laughs> I know how he feels about Baffer and various, very similar issues, I imagine. So um, let's leave it there. Um, hopefully at some point you'll be able to come on properly. Yeah, yeah I hope so. And, and, and join us. It would be a, quite nice if you didn't yeah. selfishly keep playing for Bridgewater <laughs> Town. Yeah, well, I know Russ, who has appeared on the podcast, he's good friends with my manager, actually. So I'll, if I get Russ to have a word with Bags, the manager, and uh, get him to schedule the games on a different day. So. <laughs> that, that would be good. Yeah. That would be good. Uh, yeah, cheers, Viney. We're going to go back inside because it's cold and windy really out cold. here. And uh, beer. my beer's still sat there. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Um, I'm going to let you into a bit of a secret. Um, I was recording that interview while holding my phone, like as a microphone, um, between Viney and myself. Um, I realised when I went to end the recording, press the red button or whatever on the on the screen, that the entire time the microphone end of the phone where I thought it was was actually upside down, and the entire <laughs> thing was recorded. It luckily, it, <laughs> luckily, it somehow picked enough of it up anyway. So, so we just like we got pros. an interview in spite of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. It was great to hear from Viney. Doug, um, in response to some of the stuff that Viney was saying there about Baffer, um, do you want to chuck in your thoughts on that? Well, I think my, my thoughts on Baffer are well known. It's um, sorry, it's a self-serving organisation that serves only to delay the game's progress and hinder the progression of American football on a domestic level in this country. No decision can ever be made without the interests of one of the persons or people, people or persons who are on the committee. They have a, everyone has a vested interest in their own sides to the point when when I played for Watford, um, as did Craig and someone called Martin, who you know, who? yeah, no idea. Um, our head coach was on the board of Baffer, and he would ensure that all of our fixtures were nicely nicely sorted out so we didn't have long away trips you know our interconference games would be against the closest <laughs> team you know we'd sort wow. out we'd our field, we'd have never have any issues with our field because we'd know when our field was available and our home games would all be sorted it's all self-serving and Baffer has hindered the progress of British American football for the past 25 years nothing's new there the Wyverns you know that back back when I was playing there was a real process. There was a real thing about not expanding too much. There had to be a certain. You had to be a certain distance away from any other team. But now it just seems like any bloke who decides that he's got ten mates who want to play American football can fix up a team and they'll be playing by the end of the year. It's madness. There's like within probably half an hour's drive of where I live. There's probably four or five teams. There's not the player base to sustain that. There's no progression. The top leagues are joke. There's two teams. 
they leech all the players. You get people who start up teams and they pinch players from other teams. So those teams fold and there's a con Peterborough Saxons fold and start again every year. You know, Leicester Falcons have a bloke who comes in and pays players to go to them. Coventry Jets have all their players, Nick. They have a couple of good seasons. The, the star players of teams, star players of teams in British American football. Uh, I, I've never played a team sport where there are so many characters with such arrogance as British American football. <laughs> it's incredible. Honestly, it's incredible. You get players who are running backs or star wide receivers that prance around like the Rodell Beckham. Mate, you're playing in a park. You're literally playing in a park. Yeah, and, and all your Oakley visors and your and your gloves with your team logo printed on them don't make it any different. You're still playing in a park. And until the structure's sorted, it will never change. And that is entirely at Baffer's door. One thing one thing that Biney said that some of that sounded familiar, but well, it's, it kind of rung true there, was that um, they'd sent someone down to, to have a look and, and check that the team would be set up and have enough enough players turning up each week, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and they've done all that. And then they're still around and still turn around and say, okay, there's a technicality. Um, the team you were playing against didn't comply. So this result isn't going to stand. I mean, it, it does. It just sounds as if it sounds like it's, where are Wyvern? Yeah, even... Sorry, where where is Wyvern Bay? Where whereabouts is that in the country? Somerset. Somerset. Sure. So yeah, I'm trying to think guess. of the team. So you've got two big teams in Bristol. Um Cornish Pirates. You could probably there's probably players that that were playing for Cornwall that would travel from there. There's probably players that play for Plymouth if Plymouth are still knocking about. There's Solent. There's there's a lot of teams down there, and there's probably someone on the board that doesn't want that competition for players, and that's basically what it comes down to. It seems like a you you might call it Doug a bit of a baffling situation. Well, baffling that's good stuff boys okay <laughs> anyway time to time to move on Let, and look and start look coming up. back <laughs> <laughs> please god craig save us please come back <laughs> hurry up all's forgiven um right week four that's that's been and done um <laughs> and it says here we're going to start looking back on thursday um with the packers bears game which wasn't the classic by any stretch of the imagination with the pack um, running out fairly comfortable winners in the end. But it did contain an incident that has seen pretty huge debate um, since with a hit to the helmet from Danny Trevathan on Devontae Adams. Now, Trevathan has since been suspended for a couple of games, but some people are saying there was nothing wrong with the tackle. Uh, some people saying that he should be banned for the year, if not more. Um, lads, what was your take here? Adam, what did you think? I thought, I mean... Firstly, we should mention the the blog that Dougie's written on the subject, um, but I don't agree with much of the content of it. My my issue actually isn't the severity of the hit, or or indeed where where Trevathan makes contact with Adams, which is a subject of much debate as well. Um, you know, Doug's arguing that um, the head position changed; he wasn't going for the head. The head, his 
Adam's head lowered. Um, but that wasn't the issue for me. The issue for me was the fact that the hit itself was completely unnecessary. No um, such thing the, as an unnecessary hit in a game of football when the whistle's still not been blown. Yeah, but you... The whistle, to me, is neither here nor there. Um, the play the play was over. The play was dead. It wasn't just a case of, oh, he's a little bit late because he's, he's trying to help his teammates out. Adams had been stopped. Forward progress had been stopped. The, the, play, the play was over from any angle or anybody in the vicinity could tell. Uh, he, ju- he just... I don't know what he what he was thinking. He just thought he'd come in there. And the, the angle of it obviously meant that the hit was going to be severe. I agree with you on the issue of where he's actually aiming at Adams himself. Um I would I would take that point. But what's he shouldn't he shouldn't be anywhere near that. Um you know, that, that play was over for me. Doug um, Well, categorically the play wasn't over when when he started the process of making the tackle. And, and, and that's what I think people are missing the point on. The, the, whistle, the whistle was not blown. For a start off, the process of the tackle begins and, and the, position, the body positions change so much. But, but the, real, the real issue for me is that people now judge intent on out, outcome, which is the point of my blog, really. You can't judge a player's – in simple terms, you can't judge a player's intentions by what happens on the outcome of that that motion, right? So Adams gets knocked out. Say, say for example, it's a glancing blow to the head and Adams jumps straight back up. We all say, oh, big hit, and that's the end of it. But because do – you think, Do you think we would? Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. I see it every week in rugby, and rugby even has a law now that, that, that the, the severity of the outcome determines the sanction against the player. So if a player is tackled and knocked out, he can be sent off. If the ta- player is tackled and, and bounces straight back up, it's a penalty and a yellow card. It's the same in football, I guess, isn't it? We've um, we've had a lot of incidents recently of high foots, and we had the high one foots. with Sadio Mane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we, good England. High 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 foots. <laughs> yeah, um, those, and you know, you've had the one where Sadio Mane catches the the guy's head, and it's a red card, and then another high foot somewhere else that doesn't just misses the the bloke's face by a couple of inches and it's it's not he's going for the ball it's not even a foul um so in that case it's how badly the guy gets injured has directly determined what kind of punish, punishment the perpetrator has received yeah and that's nonsense it's absolute nonsense yeah. because yeah it, people are so quick to jump all over twitter and start slating people and saying oh it's a dirty hit is this he intended to kill the bloke that could have killed him it could have done this it could have done that look if if devonta adams drops another 3 inches during that play if 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 trevathan gets there a hundredth of a second later he bounces off the top of his helmet and nothing happens it was a freak accident and people are labelling Trevathan a thug and a bully and could have potentially killed Adams. It's, it's just nonsense. It's it's reactionary and it's what is entirely wrong with social media. I I think that actually the reality is there are a lot more a lot more hits like that that could happen 
Yeah. Um, but, but having said that, I don't think it's, I don't think that excuses it. Um, I, 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 it's difficult, as as you say, there are so many variables that also all the replays that you watch uh, in slow motion and anything looks infinitely oh, yeah. worse because yeah. it, lo- it looks as though, obviously it looks as though the player has more time to react than they actually do when you, you watch it full speed. Um, normals, normals like us can't appreciate how quickly everything happens on that field. You just can't. You, you can't. You can't compare your own experience with what happens on an NFL field because every, it's just it's night and day. Nothing we've ever done will come close to what those guys do on a daily basis, and so you can't compare it. Because if we were to do that on an NFL, on a, an American football pitch, you could telegraph it. You'd be telegraphing it for about three weeks. People would say, "Oh, he's going to hit him in the head." On an NFL pitch, man, that shit, that shit happens so quick. They can't, you can't adjust. You can't stop once you've started. I guess my only thoughts on this are that you are, you're kind of both right, I think. And it's in, in that type of game, it's it's really there's clearly a law that says you can't hit someone with the crown of your helmet, um, and that's why the guy has received a suspension because he did that. In terms of the severity of the hit, it's only Danny Trevathan that knows if he meant to smash him with his hat with his helmet with the intent of hurting him, um, and I, that's why I think it's hard to punish him, assuming that he was trying to hurt the guy. Um, he's got a two-game ban for a dangerous hit, which it was because at the end of the day he hit him with his helmet, whether he meant to or not, he did it. So he's got a couple of game ban, and probably that seems to be to be about right. I was uh, I was just going to say exactly the same. The the two-game ban kind of feels like as as you say, only he knows what his true intentions were at that moment. Uh, it could it could be, obviously he's not premeditated it, uh, we assume. He's not gone out that Thursday night to say, I'm going to hit uh, Devonta Adams and <laughs> cause pain at some point in the game, has he? But um, that's where I think the two game is about the right punishment uh, to ban him for a year on without being that certain of, of everything would seem ridiculous. Equally, not to punish him at all would be ridiculous. Two game yeah. ban for tackling. It's bullshit. Yeah, but it's not a tackle. It's a hit. To the, it's a hit with his helmet, which you can't do. So yeah, I can understand why he's got a back. We'll go around in circles. But as I as I explained, had Devonta Adams not been falling to the floor, it would have been a tackle around the waist. But he wasn't. No, and that and he that, hit him. He hit, he and, hit him and in to, his head. But with to his ban a bloke to, to ban a bloke based on outcome is is ridiculous. But he didn't have to lead with his helmet, which he did. Okay, I don't, he, I don't, he made that. Yeah, but I think you're missing the, the the way that Adam's body moved. He would have hit him around the waist, but his head dropped into the position. The the, the way their bodies were moving in opposition meant that the the heads came into collision. When their bodies first started, it would have been a hit around the waist with the head to the side. And so, and so you're right. So if he if he didn't mean to hit him with his helmet, it's unlucky. But. Facts are, he hit him with his helmet, How, and however unlucky that is, you can't do it. So it's got to be a ban, even if it is just a couple of games. Um, anyway, from a crazy hit to what some would say to be a crazy result, um, and I can't believe that many people predicted the result in New England, um, with the Panthers going in and finally having a bit of a breakout game offensively. Would you say that this was a case of Cam finally starting to look good for the season, or was this the Pats D making him look good? Possibly a bit of both. Uh, the 
Um, yeah, that threw me completely. Sorry, the, the ever the professional <laughs> there. Uh, trying to trying to lip read uh, has never been my my strongest point. Uh, <laughs> so pasty. Yeah, the 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 pasty isn't clearly isn't quite right. They're not. You know, they're not stopping people often enough as as you'd expect. They've relied yet again on Tom Brady to come out with a, a miracle late in the game to save them. And this time he hasn't been able to do it. Last week he he was able to. Um yeah, they even even that evil evil organization aren't going to win every single game from the kind of situations that their D has left them left them in. Um the Panthers are now three and one, which is sort I of would, a surprise. It's They're, a massive surprise to me. I'd had until I until I saw it, I, I wouldn't have believed it. I was, they've one of the worst three and one teams in the league so far, I think. Says a man sat in a bill shirt. Um, the, one of the better three and one teams, <laughs> in the as we'll come on to. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we were talking last week, weren't we, about uh, would you start Cam Newton in your fantasy team at the moment? And we, I think we all said no. Yeah. Not not how he's looking. He's not something not quite right about him. Um, well, on the evidence of the weekend, that was nonsense. Um, they is the is the Pats defense that bad that? They're making him look good. It's, it's probably a bit of both, but um, <laughs> whatever you, however you look at it, it's an unbelievable result, and everyone's going to notice this. People, uh, the Pats are going to be probably a bit concerned as well. Pats could quite easily be one and three at this point, couldn't they? If not, zero and four. Yeah, too right. I mean, what they're—I suppose they reasonably comfortably beat New Orleans, but yeah, because certainly have lost to. Very easily to Houston last week, even after Brady's heroics. If Houston knew to take a timeout when there were when the player was tackled rather than waiting eight seconds to take it, they they may have been able to get something out of it. Struggling at home as well, which you don't often see. They've you know lost two games at home, and as you mentioned, only beaten the Texans by three points. Um, thanks to the Tom Brady miracle, it's this is this seems like a very different Patriots team this year. They've no one really doing a huge amount. Um, up the front of the defence and the secondary struggling big time. Still not worried about it, though. I wish I was. Which is a shame, isn't it? <laughs> Real shame, isn't it? <laughs> Massive shame. Doug, you got any thoughts on Pat? Um, yeah, I don't... I don't think they'll be panicking, do you? I wouldn't have thought so, but... Yeah. I mean, there's, there's more coming out from, from Belichick and some of, the, some of those players already than you would normally get. Um, I'm, I still doubt they'll be panicking, but there's some, there's some rumbles. Yeah. Uh, look, offensively, there's not a problem, is there? No. And if you look at last season, they struggled defensively for a little while, and then Patricia and Belichick figured it out. They'll probably pick a free agent up, and that'll sort them all out, you know? Also in their... The other thing massively in their favour is they are yet to play any division opponents. So they've got the Bills twice, the Jets twice, and the Dolphins twice coming up. So the Bills and the Jets, that's that's two defeats. That's four defeats. <laughs> mm, yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> You're on crack. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, to- talking of the Bills, and who would have thought it with the Pats somewhat struggling? Who is it that is sitting alone at the top of the AFC East but those mighty Buffalo Bills. Now, I lost my I lost my life on our Survivor League um, with this game, but I, like many people, I think, have, have really underestimated that Bills defence. Um, was this... 
Atlanta, is this just a case of they picked up a couple of unfortunate injuries that swung the game in the Bills' favour, or are they looking, are they for real? I think, well, that we should let you have a, yeah, <laughs> you're dying to talk about this game, aren't you? I mean, I could, I could wax lyrical about how good the Falcons looked in that black uniform against the, the Bills in that colour that you're wearing there, Mark. That was pretty sexy. But um, other, other than that, um, I think you should uh, take us away. It's they're a funny team, aren't they? Because offensively, they're they're still a bit shit. I think they're ranked thirty first in passing in the league. Um, they've got no deep threat other than apparently Charles Clay at the moment, who's who's doing all right. Um, he's on a lot of waiver wires, Charles Clay. Yeah, and he's you know if he keeps if he keeps getting going off uh, 100, 112 yards every game, then then fair enough. Um, but I do think there was a, a little bit of this with Sanu and Jones going both going down injured. Um, that obviously helped the Bills cause a lot. But through four weeks, they've only given up four touchdowns and only one passing touchdown so far this season. And that's pretty impressive. It's it's a team that it's it's very all, all, very much in Sean McDermott's mould. It's it's no superstars, but really tight and really efficient in how they're playing. The secondary, especially Micah Hyde, is looking really really good. Um, but you're just not sure how long they can sustain it. You know, if they come up against a team that actually is firing all cylinders offensively, I'm not sure they've got the weapons offensively themselves to to counter it. And I think the the Bengals this week is going to be a really interesting game for them. Yeah, it's it's. I can't quite believe they're three and one, and it'd be very easy. But having said that, it'd be very easy to say, oh, they've they've only beaten the Jets and whoever else. But they've gone on the road and won in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, that, that <laughs> which no one happened. expected. No, no one expected. No. I, I had the Falcons in Survivor. You did, as yep. you say. Um, a bit, yeah, a bit like the uh, that Panthers result, just on the on the road as well. Ridiculous. This, and, and you, and you, don't, you never expect to go into Atlanta, have a quarterback that throws uh, that completes twelve passes for one hundred and eighty-two yards and win the game. Yep. But but that defence is for real, and they're doing it. So um, let, let's see how long they can keep bailing out the offence until they can find out how to get a wide receiver to run more than 10 yards down the pitch, and they'll be all right. Um, next, to the only undefeated team left in the league. And um, it, this struck me, Doug, as as the Chiefs finding it, this was a bit of a different way to win a game. They ground out a result. They found a way to win a tough game, um, which a lot of people would say this is what champions do. Talk me through it. I haven't seen it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I watched some of it. Um, Excellent, Adam. Adam, talk me through I, it. <laughs> that's fantastic. Don't don't ever try and say that we're not professional um, in anything that we do. Yeah. Um, when the, when the <laughs> premium game of the week. <laughs> and the fan of the team hasn't watched the game. Love it. <laughs> no, I'm going to compensate. I will talk about this game because yeah. it was one of the few that I saw sober over the weekend. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's as impressive as they were at the Patriots at week one um, and and have been against the Eagles and the Chargers. This game, you know, they were in a tough spot. They were 10, 10 nothing down second quarter. Um, it was a bit nip and tuck, but that uh, that well, Washington Washington could have won it. Uh, Kirk Cousins had um, I'm forgetting 
the name. I'm doing a Dougie here. His name escapes me. Their receiver in the end zone who dropped the dropped the pass um, that restricted them to restricted them to a field goal. So Kansas City um, had to that tied the game up at 20, 20 points each. Um, then it was kind of the two minute drill for Alex Smith, and he took them down there majestically. It was a beautiful, beautifully thrown ball down the right hand side that got them most of the yardage they needed for the the game-winning field goal, which um, this guy was on the Carolina practice squad a week ago, their kicker, who uh, went and stuck the, the game-winning field goal through with a, a couple of seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, uh, then you, yeah, I mean, the scoreline ended up being 29-20 because the, <clears throat> the the circus play at the end of it for from Washington ended up I'll, being a fumble I'll, return. I was going to ask you this. Is, is, was in that final last-ditch play by the Redskins, is that the worst example of that type of play you've ever seen? Has has there ever been a good example of that type of play? Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> no, 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 well, no, that was a, I, I know exactly what, <laughs> well, we both know exactly what I'm trying to talk about, but that wasn't the same, that was the kickoff return. This was a you know, play from scrimmage and then they're, they're trying to play rugby, but they can't play rugby because um, they don't have the, the skills to do it. It never why ends does, well. Why doesn't that work more? Because you think, you know, it works for rugby. So why doesn't it? Why don't they just line up in a line and pass it along until they get to the like the quick wide receiver who's playing on the wing that goes down and scores? Why do, why doesn't it happen? Why does fix, it never fix work? Fix and pass, fix and pass. That's all you got to do. Hands, yeah. let's go hands. Yeah. The yeah. thing is, in the difference with rugby is you can be tackled and then carry on, even when the, even when the game's over, you've got eighty minutes done, and you can be you can get up again um, and carry on in the NFL. One tackle, that's it. And if you've got to go ninety yards. It's so easy to defend, or it should be, as as Kansas City showed. Um, comedy moment at the end, of course. The um, I think it was Justin Houston walked the ball in for a touchdown, having recovered the fumble, and then everyone comes across from both sidelines to shake hands, and then somebody kind of points out, "No, you've you've got to kick the extra point." And there must have been fifty, seventy, eighty TV crew. Uh, press, players, coaches, all in the middle of the field having to get out of the way to go and go and watch Alex Smith take a knee instead of attempt the extra point, um, which was uh, quite entertaining. But just to finding another way to win. And I sent a kind of tongue-in-cheek tweet about Alex Smith this morning um, that he is a better than average quarterback. Um, <laughs> Doug would be able to respond to that, but he, you know, didn't, didn't watch the games. So. I mean, we're, we're going to keep going over it until I find the bit of audio where exactly. every single one of you said yes, he's an average quarterback, and now you're all on the Alex Smith, <laughs> Alex Smith bandwagon. Like the dude, the you know, but he doesn't. He's he's not only not making mistakes; he's winning them games, and he's winning them games looking exciting. It's. Maybe it's a different Alex Smith this season, but he's some of the throws he's making. I'm I'm just seeing something more dynamic than we've associated him with. So I stand by that. The the his the offense is running through his skill set, though, isn't it? He's got a lot of players that can make things happen around him, and he's not he's not asked to win games on his own, is he? But I, I know he's not. Obviously, the yeah, as you say, the the skill positions around him are they're well stocked, Kansas City. Um, but it's not just that; it's him him making things happen as well. That was that was the biggest thing I thought. That that drive to go down. Okay, it's a short 
short drive that I mean the game could have gone to overtime. Maybe maybe that takes a bit of a pressure off. Um, but it wasn't the only drive in that game that he looked impressive under pressure. Um, okay. and that was that was on him. So let's play a game that I've I've nicked from um, Matthew Berry's podcast. Right, who would you have, Aaron Rodgers or Alex Smith? Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady or Alex Smith? Alex Smith, because I'm not the devil. Drew Brees or Alex Smith? I'll just will ignore your answer on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, Drew Brees. No, yeah. Okay. Mariotta or Alex Alex Smith? Alex Smith. You're a prick. Okay. Uh, Derek Carr or Alex Smith? <laughs> what, right now? No, well, obviously not. <laughs> um, I think that's a tough one. I think he's up there with him this season. I want to see how far you're going to go because you've, you've named, what, six quarterbacks that are better than Alex Smith. I don't think you're going to find many more. Russell Wilson. Alex Smith. You'd yeah, rather have Alex Smith than Russell Wilson? As, from second half of last season and this season, Russell Wilson, absolutely. Ben Roethlisberger. Next. Yeah, you got any more? <laughs> right, so we're already getting into average quarterback right, territory. Eight. That's eight nine. That's nine, actually. But whatever. But All you right. get my point. Like, you don't take Alex Smith over the top quarterbacks, and therefore he is he's, an average he's, quarterback. He's top third at the minute. He's top third okay. in the league. Cool story, bro. I'm going to carry on this game. Joe Flacco or Alex Smith? Jay Cutler. Or, no, maybe not Jay Cutler. Um, well, you're just Andy Dalton dickhead, or Alex man. Smith? <laughs> oh, there are plenty of pl- plenty of them in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, but my, yeah. All right. Look, we'll we'll go around in circles on this. Look, if if Craig was here, Craig would be saying, "Mate, I told you, I told you, Alex Smith is an elite, elite quarterback." No, you didn't. You said he was average. All of you said he was average, and I'm going to prove it. <laughs> Nobody ever actually goes back and finds the recording where we say, "Oh, he said this. He said I'm this." Gonna. D- D- Far too lazy. I'm gonna. <laughs> Doggy will. Would I take him at the Bills over what we've got at the minute? Hell yeah. Well, what you've got at the minute is a is a decent quarterback who's playing really well. He's not playing really well. He's not. He's playing no. He's playing far worse than Alex Smith. Okay, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um. So from from one of our teams having a great result to another not doing so well, um, Adam, I'm really hoping you've seen the game. Um, it was a punishing night for your Titans, but behind a great performance by the Texans and their rookie QB. Um, what did you make of it? it it's It wasn't good. Um, I've not watched the whole game back. I've watched some of it. Um, there were plenty of things that went wrong. However, um, it's it's a sort of sort of performance that the Titans seem to throw in every now and then. You seem like a week on week off team at the moment. A little bit. I mean, we've we've not we've not been a good team for very long. It's part of the trouble when you're not in the habit of of winning and you've got players a lot a lot of the roster are, are quite new, quite young. But where you've got players that aren't used to winning, I think you get this a little bit. Um, Houston. I mean, we've touched on this couple of weeks ago um a few have been writing off the texans um the i suppose the in vogue thing to say about the texans and the off season and the first couple of weeks is well they're a decent quarterback away from being a really really strong team and they seem to have found that um and he went off he went on off on fire um on sunday um yeah the scoreline 
didn't look good for Tennessee. Um, but I think um, as much of that is is how good the, te- the Texans are, both sides of the ball. Um, one of those things as well that you know the odd you have a, a pick six in the game. And suddenly the the score score can rack up. Uh, also, obviously Marcus Mariota went out off injured partway through the game. I don't think like that week sixteen game at Jacksonville where he he broke his leg. I don't think it would have changed the result, but um, it certainly made the the whole thing more humiliating. And that's a concern going forward. There's a spooky aspect of him and Derek Carr getting injured on the same day again. Um, that's um keeps well it's. It, uh, luckily for both of them, they hopefully not so serious this time. But yeah, you're sticking Matt Castle in the game. Um, it's generally not going to end well. By the way, uh, the Titans have picked up Brandon Whedon in oh, the last couple of hours. You're immediately drop any Titans you have on any fantasy roster. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Kaepernick remains available. Um, the Which reason- is baffling, isn't it? I'm going to defend the Whedon thing slightly. Matt Castle was actually their only fit quarterback on their entire squad. Um, they had Alex Tanney on IR and Mariota looks doubtful for, for Sunday. So it's just, it's literally picking up a backup for Castle. That's a depressing thought. Move on, please. Um, so let's, let's move it on. Um, quickly looking to any other things that caught our eye this week. And I know that it's something that a few people have been looking at, especially on Twitter. Um, with a lot of pain being experienced by a lot of fans in this country and around Europe with the uh, with the Game Pass product at the moment. Which of you guys wants to tee off on this first of all? Because fuck me, this is a disaster, isn't it? Um, yeah. I've seen uh, the, the BBC reporter has got involved in this. Uh, do you do you know who, if you know who Mark Simpson is? Uh, he is basically their Ireland correspondent, and any bit of news in Northern Ireland, you get Mark Simpson on the telly talking about it from outside Stormont or something. He's just gone off on one on Twitter at them in the last couple of days, investigating it properly, himself not getting replies from NFL UK. Um, I mean, I, I didn't personally pay for Game Pass in the end. I've got wind of some of the teething problems. I did the, the free trial in week one, um, issues with it. It doesn't work on the same platforms that it worked before, that I have no intention of doing anything. It doesn't work on platforms that it's supposed to work. They they seem to be ignoring complaints. The Twitter feed selectively replies to tweets. Anything that they can answer or choose to answer, they'll answer. They will ignore other things. Um, they have allegedly, in fact, beyond allegedly, I think it's been proven that they've been writing their own five-star reviews on the App Store. Um, and you know, not, the, not that I would... Uh, suggest that that's necessarily a bad thing looking at some of the podcasts um out there but uh you don't you don't do that um if you're offering that sort of service i also heard this is about two weeks old now but alistair kirkwood um interviewed on talk sport about this i guess yeah he had to well answer the blunt question essentially apparently the old system was creaking the back end was wouldn't support much more traffic um there were issues that there that had to be had to be put right um this is this is what's coming out of alistair kirkwood's mouth um (laughs) yeah alistair Um, that's a stock answer jesus alistair kirkwood is essentially a sock puppet he's got someone in new york with their hand up to their elbow up his ass telling saying exactly what he's told to say he's like one of those sort of puppet prime ministers that 
Iranian dictatorships put on. You, 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 you know what I mean? So you, you have like uh, your, your Kim Jong-un being Roger Goodell and then he puts some no-mark bloke, like his cousin or something, out as the public face of government to say that there's been, you know, democratic elections. That's what Alistair Kirkwood is. When you look at that bloke, do you actually think that he knows what's going on? Have you ever heard the dude talk? (laughs) (laughs) I I think, uh, uh, sadly, he... He looks like he's walked straight out of Baffer's head office into the NFL. Like the NFL have just come over here and gone, okay, so no one over here knows anything about the NFL, but they've got their own league. Let's get the guy that's in charge of that because he must be a genius. And then they've got Alistair Kirkwood in. At no point has anyone from any organization associated with this said, look, lads, we know that some of you had Game Pass over the summer and you were watching it and we took it away for two months and now it's four games into the season. So that's a quarter of your season, which you actually pay for. No one's actually said, do you know what, lads? Here's a refund. Thanks for your custom. We really appreciate it. Here's a refund. Next year it will be better. No one's actually come out and said that. No. So anyone that anyone any one of you people that have been to the Wembley Games and have shelled out your money for those overpriced tickets in a in an underprepared stadium with no thought or forethought given for making the experience actually memorable. And you've probably gone there, and the heart, like the pre-match entertainment's fucking little mix or some shit that nobody in the stadium wants to listen to. It's fucking right. little mix. Well, I didn't know that that was the pre-match <laughs> entertainment. But by the way, they've knocked that on the head. There, yeah. there was no, no anyone. Stop but anyone that thinks the NFL give two shits about the British public and making the NFL grow over here, they don't. They've got your money. That's all they fucking want. Take the blinkers off because you need to. You need, I sound like Citizen Smith here, but as an NFL watching and, and consuming public, we need to be telling them that it's not good enough. But I think people are starting to do that people now, are aren't they? Telling, people are telling them it's not good enough. I think what they need to realise is the fact that, yeah, they may people may have blindly signed up to it, although because of the bad reviews going into it, I never bought Game Pass this year. Um, Adam, you said you haven't bought Game Pass this year. I think there's a lot of people that never bothered in the first place, and I think there is a shit ton more people that won't buy it next year if the product remains as it is now, and they don't at any point, like you said, Doug, come out and just say, do you know what, we've got this wrong. This is badly, badly wrong, and we're sorry, and we're going to put it right. Because if they don't do that, and they think that the British public are just going to continue to shell out money for that product, I think they're sadly mistaken. I'd like to think you're right, Mark, but I think people—it's the same. It's the same uh, with the with the licensing that they've got for NFL computer games. EA's bought that license and refuses to pay for that license unless they are exclusive rights holders which lessens the product, and Madden hasn't been good for about 15 years because of that. All their interest... Well, I, I but, think but that's people, subjective, though, isn't it? No, it's not, mate. Come on. You, you, buy, you might buy Madden this year, and you, you go back and you put Madden on from six or seven years ago, and you tell me that the only difference in that game is there's some different bells and different whistles. And there's the superstar mode that they've put in there. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, but people but like that shit. People I, like can't, I, my... can't, I can't help with this. My latest console is a PS2. Uh, my only issue with Madden is they don't make it available on the PS2 anymore. <laughs> my Do you point hear it? Is, Am my... I alone in this? My point is people will go out and buy it because it's the NFL. But so People are just conditioned to just take the shit. 
They will take the shit because it's got NFL written on it. So maybe the message then is, you know, to anyone listening to it, don't take the shit. You know, if if you think that Game Pass is crap, tell them it's crap. If you if you're sick of it, ask for a refund and whatever you do, if it doesn't get any better, don't fucking buy it next year until the NFL do something about it. I'm quite interested in what this uh, Mark Simpson's up to. Um, I think this is worth keeping an eye on. His his Twitter feed suggests that he's got things that he's he's digging up that he's prepared to share. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it seems really, really strange. He's got a lot of engagement from all sorts of people. Um, for, just look at, if you're looking at Game Pass on Twitter, you'll see him popping up. He's replying to people, he's engaging. Um, having, it's a, as I say, very bizarre that he's taken time out of from reporting on whatever the DUP or Sinn Féin are up to, to, to looking at this. But um, he's got enough attention that, that's not going to be ignored. I would hope. I mean, they'll try. And um, but if it's if it's getting that kind of attention, then that's a good thing. Any final thoughts, Doug? Uh, I just want some money back. Bad enough, really. Fair shout. Fair shout. Um, look, well, I think it's probably time for us to move on by, to our. By the way, just just quickly uh, reading. The last tweet from Mark on this. Um, Thanks for all the messages about NFL Game Pass at EU today. I spoke again to NFL UK. They are taking the issue seriously. News expected tomorrow. I see. Mm, News expected tomorrow. So, so like a prepared statement, apology. Well, what, whatever it is. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think he's on their side. That's what. That's what I'm saying. But why is it taken that? Should we do one sentence? No, previews, no, I know, I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, NFL Game Pass, it's shit. Game Pass EU, buck your fucking ideas up. And we're on a rampage with I think a lot of people and a lot of podcasts around. So uh let's let's keep let's keep ranting about it. It's up my let's Twitter one- game, mind. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed your <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've enjoyed your live shots of uh I've just done another game, one. Pass- <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> let's keep you it going. Love those gifts. <laughs> Nice one. Right, let's get into our one sentence preview, boys. Um, tunes for this week for it? Same as last week. As always. Good stuff. All right. Um, oh, well, let's go then. Have, what about the Sonic the Hedgehog? Can't we have <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog? Uh, it, it, would, it would be a good one, but you know, never mind. What? What is it? What is it? The, the Green Hill Zone Act 1. Oh, we've done it, so, mate. We've done it. We have done it, but let's, let's have this discussion every week because it's <laughs> slightly irritating for us. Right, here we go then. New England at Tampa. Which Bucks team will turn up, for that matter? Which Patriots? San Francisco at Indianapolis. It's the Frank Gore Bowl. Yeah, that's all I've got. Jacksonville at Pittsburgh. Will someone put Bortles out of his misery? Please? Two at the back of the head. Carolina at Detroit could be a shootout with two 3-1 teams both heading in the right direction Miami will be jet lagged and jaded after one of the worst performances in their history and they could be up against Matt Castle Buffalo at Cincinnati can the Bengals recovery continue at home against the dominant Bills D expect a low score in this one New York Jets at Cleveland the Jets are screwing themselves out of Sam Darnold and I love it how about you Craig 
charges at New York Giants. With two 0-4 teams, there isn't much joy, so I'll give you an impressive stat. The last time that either Angry Phil or Charismatic Eli missed a game was New Year's Eve 2005 when Drew Brees started for the Chargers. Arizona at Philly. The exciting Eagles might just be for real, and I expect them to have too much for the cards. Seattle at the Rams. The balance of power in the NFC West seems like it may be shifting. This game will tell us how much. Baltimore at Oakland. What has happened to the Raiders? Suddenly looking vulnerable and disjointed. With no Derek Carr, this might just be the tonic the Ravens need to get back on track. Green Bay at Dallas. The most Buck and Aikman-y clash there ever is, and obviously it's on Fox. Kansas City at Houston. A huge test for the league's latest elite quarterback, and Deshaun Watson. <laughs> and finally, Minnesota at Chicago. Debut for Trubisky on Monday Night Football, but it's Ryan Pace and John Fox who should be feeling the pressure. And that is your one-sentence previews for week five. I think that's pretty much told every every story there is to tell. Um, let's head off over here. Week five, fantasy football. Week five, fantasy football. Week five, fantasy football. Why? Fuck knows. So, boys, the crazy world of NFL fantasy football. Um, I haven't got a bloody clue what's going on anymore. All of my teams seem to be shit. Um, and now there's a... a, a boatload of injuries that we've got to work through as well. If you've got any of these players, um, what are you doing at the minute? Derek Carr, he's gone down, saying two to six weeks. I've got Derek Carr in uh, the long snapper fantasy league. What should I be doing, boys? Panicking like me in our league of record, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I traded I traded Aaron Rodgers away about two weeks ago. So, um, That's bad news. Yeah. Uh, although there's, look, I don't think, depending on the size of your league, it's a bit more difficult in our long snap league because of the 16 teams yeah, but if you're fun. in a 12 10 man league don't panic there'll be good qbs out there the sean watson although he's got the chiefs next week you're looking at carson wentz who's who's putting up numbers um Andy dalton's available in most leagues isn't he no one's picked him up no uh you know um phil rivers is putting up numbers despite creaking a little bit there's qbs out there i wouldn't panic too much I'm panicking in my 16-team dynasty league because I've got as my QBs Matt Ryan, Andrew Luck, Colin Kaepernick. He's just sitting there just in case. You never know. And uh, Wow, that's a long game. just again, it's a big roster thing, uh, 16 teams. Uh, Matt Ryan's on a bye. Andrew Luck's injured. I was trying to pick somebody up and I couldn't find a starter. Other than, uh, I'm trying to get Case Keenum off waivers and he might not even start. That's panicking. Mind you, MVP Case Keeman. Keen, I can't even say his name. How can I pick him? Um, Adam, you, you touched on it in, in your roundup. Marcus Marriott has gone down. Um, any news on how long he's going to be out for? And I guess the same thing applies. You've got, got to start looking for a replacement if you haven't, if you didn't draft one. Yeah, it's uh, a sprained hamstring. Uh, he had an MRI yesterday. Um, it's It's not serious, but he may miss... Probably a week would be my guess. They're saying he's day to day. Gut feeling is he won't play Sunday based on the fact that the Titans have picked up Brandon Whedon. Um, so, yeah, you're probably not looking to pick up and start Matt Castle, um, as 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 I say. Um, hopefully, yeah, unless you're in a ridiculous situation that my 60 man dynasty is in. Um, yeah, as Dougie says, there'll be somebody on the waiver wire who is at least going to start a game. Um, you're obviously into bye weeks, as I touched on as well with Matt Ryan. Um, four teams now on a bye week, so it, it always gets 
harder to fill someone's shoes. Um, somewhere where it might be slightly easier to fill the position, although by, by week four, chances are you, your waiver wise fairly screwed. Um, Dalvin Cook, has it been confirmed that he's done for the year now? Um, but it's, it's very much looking that way if, if it hasn't been confirmed yet. Yeah, I think so. He's a the ACL, isn't it? Your yeah, one, so it, it, you, sorry, Craig, go on. Um, Craig. Craig. Um, the, one, the one thing that I think most people who have Dalvin Cook have on their side is that he was probably a mid to late round pick. So they've probably got a decent running back left on their roster. So if you if you'd pick Dalvin Cook up, he's probably exceeded expectations, I would guess. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, unless, yeah, unless there's a dynasty th- or keeper thing going yeah. on, and you've maybe reached room a bit more, um, then yeah, you're right. He wouldn't have been the first first guy that you've picked up. Um, doesn't make him any easier to replace, though. Um, no, but Jared do, McKinnon. Do you think this is? Do you think this is going to be as simple as picking up Latavius Murray at the Vikings, and he'll pick up the slack? No, Jared McKinnon, man. You reckon? Yeah. Murray's probably owned in most leagues anyway. Um, A guy in that position that caught my eye on the Sunday night, the Seahawks-Colts game, um, and his name's escaped me. Um, I'm going to have McKisson or something like that. Um, It certainly wasn't Thomas uh, He looked a bit... No, he was not. He was not... um, He certainly wasn't Eddie Lacey either. He was a bit nifty with his footwork, and it just... Yeah, you can get sucked in by someone who pops up and scores a couple of touchdowns, but he did seem to just be a bit faster than everybody else. Um, something that caught my eye with watching him. Um, so, yeah, I've tried to get him on two or three waiver wires. Um, we, we'll see. Based on that, he'll just be a flash in the pan and we'll never see him again and rules will come back and be dominant. Fingers crossed. Wayne Gorman looks like him. Wayne Gorman looks like he might be interesting. Um, possibly the the Giants have found themselves a running back, forty two yards, and a, a receiving touchdown as well for eleven points in week four. Playing the Chargers in week five, who have got no kind of defence to speak of whatsoever. Um, possibilities with him too as um, another option at, at running back. I'm not touching anyone on that Giants offense unless it's Odell Beckham. I think it'll be up and down week on week. Um, Pick up Orleans Darkwood. You've got just as much chance. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, so if you're, not, if you're not having to replace Dalvin Cook, maybe you are having to replace Julio Jones. Um, the injury's coming thick and fast. It doesn't get any easier to find these good replacements, does it? Dougie's having a drink, but he did. Uh, for the benefit of you Sorry, people man, who was can't that, Was that directed at me? Um, <laughs> directed at anyone who wants to say anything, yeah. to be honest. It's it funny, because every time I, I let Adam... Uh, talk. He doesn't talk, and then when I start, start to talk, he talks. Can't work it, it feels out. a bit like that today. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah I'm just still out of kilter from Sunday. See what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can't replace Julio Jones. There's no one on the waiver wire that you can do that with. Um, no. That's that's just suck it up and move on. Uh, big Julio. I guess, want, I guess you want to hope that um, you're an owner that's. If you've got Dalvin Cook or Julio Jones and you need someone for a flex position, you're one of those guys that stashed Doug Martin in the draft and uh, he's back from his suspension. Are you, are you expecting him to put up some numbers? Because the Bucks have struggled in their running game. Well, it depends which Doug Martin turns up, doesn't it, really? If it's contract year Doug Martin, then uh, fill your boots. Uh, <laughs> if, it, if it's I've got my contract year Doug Martin, then it's... Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but... 
you know, it's interesting. You would hope that he comes back and he runs hard. Um, because if he doesn't, that could be him out of the league, you know. Now, a quick look at our um, long snapper podcast league. And boys, I've got to have a word with you about this. Now, when, when we were setting up this league, and, and Doug, you came to me and, and you said, we're going to put, we're going to have a 16-team league. And I was speaking to you, and I said, 16 teams, fuck me. There's, and we were doing the draft, and by round four, it was all shit. And you boys said to me, probably might have even been in a podcast, I think. You're like, but you don't worry about it, Mark, because in a, in a 16-team league, you score 70 points and you've had a really good week. That's the equivalent of scoring 100 in a in a 12-team league. Well, I've played four weeks and I've conceded 410 points so far. <laughs> well, you, you want to be a bit more careful. <laughs> 410 points. I've scored 30 more points than fucking Adam here has, who's got a 3-in-1 record. I'm look, sat look, you only, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You've just got to beat who you're up against. Exactly. Can only beat what's in front of you. And there was only two teams that scored above 100 points this week. Do you know who there they were? T- uh, I was playing one of them, I think. Well, the Supervines, who seem yeah. to be unstoppable. Them. And yeah. some team called Hotcliffe Tantrums. I've not heard of them. Who started the Sean Watson, by the way? Oh, that'd be why then. So, yeah. Um, I didn't realise that you had him, actually. Pick, pick that shit up. <laughs> so, so when so if I can ask all the other teams of the league to stop being so fucking good against me, there's only one team I think that has conceded um, within fifty points of me, and that's Dog Ruff, who were two and two. Everyone else has conceded fifty less points. So um, yeah, I've had enough of this, boys. Stop it. Uh, can, right? Can you just check? Because um, I've forgotten um, what variable is it that makes you highest in your division or in the order in the league? Is it? Is pretty sure it's one okay. and lost. So it doesn't mean that, you know, morally, I'm better than you. Look, I think the key market here is that I'm 14th in the league. Craig is 15th. <laughs> yep. I'm and Mark 13th. is 13th. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm 16th. laughs> Which is pathetic. Yeah. It's our league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to snap out of it. That's um, not how it works. Got to give shouts to the Welsh Patriots, the Supervines, 4 0, looking comfortable. But Supervines have only conceded 268 points, so they're beating nobody's. <laughs> yeah, this is it. That's, this is it. that's Tr- the true for them. You know, they're, they're, more, they're more careful about how, how many points they concede than you. Yeah. Got, got better defence. <laughs> yeah if only that were if only that was how it worked I'd, I'd do alright um, this will only mean anything to Rich Newnham but I'm going to say it anyway Mark you're sounding like uh, a mutual friend of ours Steve Beale and or, does he also concede a fuck ton of points as well he will quote depending on whatever scenario suits him he will look into in quite some detail um, any stats in the league that isn't the win-loss record um, to prove that he's the best team in there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just sat one to, and three or whatever. I'm just looking forward to playing some of these teams that are scoring the points that you promised me they'd be scoring in a 16-team league. I, I look forward to that day happening, boys. All right, Steve. Adam, do you want to touch on um, the, the Pickham and Survivor group before we get into any other business? Okay, I can do. Um, the please, please do. Okay, the Pickham, Pickham is jointly led by uh, Viney. So he's doing well in that as well. I'm getting sick and, uh, of this Viney character, honestly. He's getting a bit big for his boots, isn't 
Uh, I don't think he'd had as much to drink as me, so I'll give him that. Um, <laughs> Viney and uh, Patrick Jackson is up there, joined with him. He's Rateus on that um, Pickham League. Uh, then the Survivor groups, nobody is unbeaten anymore, unsurprisingly, because the NFL is impossible to predict. Um, but the two the two teams were who were top last week, one picked the Falcons, uh, I don't know who that was, and uh, the other one, Russ, you missed your pick, man. What are you doing? Uh, unlucky. No, not unlucky. Hang on. You've got to make your own luck. Mate, get your pick in. You could pick all 17 weeks if you like and come back and edit them. <clears throat> Don't miss it. What's the price for winning that league, Adam? What are you putting up? 100 quid? Uh, an, an unspecified <laughs> prize that may or may not exist. Good man. <laughs> I made that clear. Excellent. So there is. you either will or won't win something or possibly nothing. Yeah. Excellent. Right, let's get the fuck out of here. Big Ben, Bill Benichick, Taylor, Dad Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Boy, Fat Rob, Dettle Boy, Defensive Players of Idiot. Nice. Um, I th- well, I think that'll about get week five in the books. Um, let's let's move on to any other business. Who wants to kick us off? I do. I worked at the British Masters um, this week, and I just want to complain about golf crowds. Get in a hole. No, just just dicks. Um, trying to trying to get um, to my camera position in a in a golf buggy. We're all given golf buggies so you can get around the course. People just walk in front of them. They don't give a shit. They're wearing their slacks and their golf shoes. It's like, mate, you're not playing golf. You're watching golf. It's pissing down with rain. Wear some waterproofs. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not like someone's going to go. Oh, someone's dropped out. Do you fancy playing? People, with their gloves tucked into their back pocket. Ridiculous. That's that. <laughs> nice. People, I mean, I've been to watch golf a couple of times. There are people with a glove in their back pocket walking around. Oh, yeah, That's man. Incredible. The amount of umbrellas that are just being wantonly sprayed around the course where people are practicing shots. It's like, yeah. Jokes. <laughs> Jokes. Move on. <laughs> Adam? Um, okay. This is a, this is just this is not a new thing, but it's a new thing as it's happening on Thursday, and about four or five train operated companies are going on strike over the same issue that they've been bleating on about for ten, twenty years probably. Um, they're getting rid of conductors from some trains because it's twenty seventeen, and they don't need another guy who isn't the driver to press a button to open and close the doors. Um, so. For reasons that pass all understanding, well, I'll tell you what the actual reasons are, um, but they're all going on strike again. This isn't just Southern. This is the the, the train company that I use. Um, so we've got to go through all that. Um, it's just the same same old stuff coming going round and round in circles. Um, yeah, to me, it's just the whole purpose of these strikes is to justify the existence of new trade unions who in the 1970s served a purpose and they probably serve a, a purpose now, but you know, act, it's just irresponsible. They, they don't actually have a legitimate reason. Their jobs are protected. They're, they're not <laughs> losing their jobs. They're extremely well paid and they're going on strike because their unions telling them to. That's it. I thought I'd be more angry, but actually I'm not really. <laughs> <laughs> we all thought you'd be angry as well. 
Um, so I'll finish. It's um, you, you ever have those moments where you you suddenly or you find something out that apparently everyone has known for all their life, but you had no idea existed. I found out yesterday that you only ever breathe out of one nostril when you breathe out your nose. Did you know that? Apparently, this is something I was talking to some friends, and they they know this. You breathe out of one nostril, and it changes every four or five hours or so. I never had any idea, but I found this out yesterday. Um, blew my you'd mind. Never, you'd never notice when you got a cold that if one's blocked, and it you never had an issue with that. No, it, no. it just no, it just uh, I just assumed I blew harder out of one side than I did on the other, and that cleared it. <laughs> no, never had any idea. Um, and because so, science. Yeah, I found. Yeah, I found that out yesterday that you uh, you blow out of one of those and then it changes. Blew my tiny little mind, that did. Amazing. It's just like me last week when I found out the earth was flat. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you only just found that out because everybody knows that. Just uh, on yeah, yeah. Sammy Watkins. There's a website that tells you all about it. Yeah, can have a look. Like, how we missed it. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, if uh, any of our listeners out there, if you've got anything that is blatantly obvious, apparently, that you only found out recently, why don't you tweet us about it? We won't care, but it'll be funny anyway. Um, to find us on Twitter, should you want to do that, get on uh, at LongSnapPod. Uh, we're Facebook at LongSnapperPodcast, um, www.LongSnapperPodcast.wordpress.com. Catchy. And you can, yeah, catchy. And you can get us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Boys, ooh, I reckon that'll about do for this week. Oh, Dougie one, wants to sorry, say one, one thing. My, my uh, Mrs. Lensman uh, this evening was reading my daughter's book. She's in reception class at primary school and pronounced the word Nosadif. <laughs> can you work out what word she was telling my daughter was Nozadiv. Nozadiv. Nosedive. <laughs> okay. Uh, Brilliant. And on that bombshell. That's quite, that's quite a word for someone in reception to be know, learning. I don't, I, know, I don't know, mate, but my, my missus yeah. was like, what does Nozadiv mean? I went, that means nothing. <laughs> Nosedive means to dive forward with your nose. Which That's which can only breathe out of one nostril at a time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah indeed. <laughs> right, for more of this genius, come find us on Twitter. Um, that'll do, boys. Have a good uh, have a good evening. No, you better get on with editing this battle. Okay. Cheers.